This is the Baby Blue Eddy, the EB3A. So what you're looking at essentially is a lithium iron phosphate battery pack with an inverter built in, integrated AC charger and solar charge controller. And what that means is you can suck electricity out of this baby in just about any flavor that you could conceivably need in practice out there in the boonies. You get pure sine wave 240 volts AC, you get USB-A, high-powered USB-C, 12 volts DC, and if that's not enough, there's even an integrated inductive charge pad on top for your phone. So it's ridiculously portable and amazingly good value. And if you need to sustain your digital nomad office in a ute or a van, you need to take it at the weekend with you in your four-wheel drive, you want to carry it into a tent, you want to carry it onto a boat, this baby will do all of that without breaking the bank. I'm John Kerbogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. Australia only. Website. Card. Now, Bluetti is pretty clearly sponsoring this video and I want to tell you what sponsoring means in this case. It does not mean that this is an ad where I've got to cover off a whole bunch of points so that I can get paid under the table. It just means that they sent me this unit together with the PV200 solar array that you can unfold and use to recharge this baby if you're out in the boonies, okay? They're not getting any say in what I say. Blue Eddie is not seeing this review before I publish it for you, okay? They're not getting any input into what I say. And I hope you can tell that this is unscripted. I'm not reading the prompter. I'm having a conversation with you. I've got some cheat notes here, but they're not bullet points that I must talk about. They're the facts. And the facts are kind of important and I want to get them right. So I wrote them down. So we might as well lunch off them as opposed to me just vomiting inaccuracy at you from time to time on screen. So the first thing I should tell you about this unit is it's $509, all right? That's 120 bucks off a sort of early bird discount for the next five days. And I can hear it already, dude, in the comments. Like someone's gonna be saying, 509 bucks for a battery. Okay, here's my comment on value and why I think this is good value. Dude, you see this? This is a genuine Sony battery for the camera that I'm filming this package on, okay? A Sony ZV E10. This is like their baby vlogging camera with a APS-C sensor. And Sony will happily sell you as many of these babies as you want, dude. If you want a shipping container of these, I'm sure something can be worked out. According to Sony Australia's website today, $99 a piece, okay? If you go to a camera store, probably only 80 bucks, right? You've got to be kidding. I mean, camera batteries are the biggest touch-up ever. Like, 100 bucks, even Ashitsvillian micro-paste. Anyway, there's two lithium-ion cells in this battery because it's 7.2 volts, and each lithium-ion cell is 3.6 because chemistry, okay? One amp hour, so this is 7.2 watt hours. This baby's about 270, which is nearly 280. So the capacity of this is 40 times the capacity of that. And that means 
if the same pricing structure were enacted, four grand, okay? Not $509, four grand at Sony prices, right? So we'll just use that for perspective, shall we? And the other thing that I'm sure you can relate to is that, dude, because I'm sure you've got a few of them. This is a five amp hour, Milwaukee in this case, but 18 volt power tool battery, okay? So five times 18 is 90, 90 watt hours, okay? This is 268, which is nearly 270, which is a bee's dick short of three of these, okay? Three of these in there. Three times that equals capacity of the Blue Eddy. And I had a look at the Total Tools website in Australia, 173 bucks. So three times 173 is like, uh, whatever it is, 519. Roughly equivalent, except there's no inverter in here and you can't get 240 volts out of it or USB. And, you know, all you can do with this baby is plug it into a power tool and turn long bits of wood into short bits of wood kind of thing and, you know, poke holes in stuff. So... This is far more versatile, and I'd suggest that perhaps you're the kind of dude who is about to embark on a tree change and build a shed in the boonies with no 240, and you might want to do a bit of work with your power tools, like you've got a bunch of tools up there on your shelf, and you're going to take them out there and do that. If you've got three of these batteries, and you are worrying that that might not be enough, and you're going to buy another three, then I'd suggest that out there in the boonies, you're probably going to be using, at most, two batteries at once, right? If you're using a drill and a driver, then yeah, two at once kind of thing, okay? But usually you use a battery one at a time. You get put, got it in your handsaw and you're cutting lumber up, you're cutting the stock up into shorter bits for assembly or whatever, right? Using a battery one at a time, you could have the other two on a charger. So you could keep your three batteries, which you already own, completely fresh. For the same price, you also get 240 volts out and 12 volts DC, you can charge it up in the car. You can do all kinds of versatile crap with this that you can't do with another three of these. So that's just for perspective as well. Lithium iron phosphate is the really stable kind of battery chemistry. It's designed for longevity. And Bluetti says that this box is good for two and a half thousand charge cycles, at the end of which capacity should be roughly 80%. And if you're going, oh, only two and a half thousand, I'd say, dude, that's recharging once a day for whatever it is, seven or eight years. And I doubt many people will put a box like this through a recharging process as severe as that. So essentially, it's designed to last years and years. And it's got battery management system in it, so it's protected against all kinds of abuse like over-temperature and over-discharge and overcharge and short circuits and things of that nature. So you would have to really try to damage the battery. It's got an AC charging brick built in as well. So when I reviewed the EB55, which is not dissimilar to this in terms of the shape of the box, although it does have more battery. It comes with this baby, right? This is the charging brick that you also have to find space for if you're carrying around an EB55 and you want to plug it in in a motel or wherever into the wall. You have to make space for that other thing. Now, all you need to make space for with this baby is one of these standard sort of 240 volt plugs, which goes in here. So the charging brick is built in and 
you've got one less thing to carry, which is kind of really helpful because their space is always at a premium when you've got everything loaded right out, right? So all you need to do is plug that cord into 240 and two hours later, you are fully recharged in a motel room, back at home, whatever. As for the solar, if you buy the PV200 solar panel set, you just plug it in, okay? And the EB3A comes with this cable, which is into the solar array with this end, and that's pretty much idiot-proof because it only goes one way. And then you just jam it in here, and there's an onboard solar charge controller. So you don't need to worry about blowing it up if there's a surge because the sun comes out and whatever. You can use the 240 together with the solar for about 400 watts in total, and that really does slash your recharging time, but frankly, I doubt most people will do that. I think many people will just use the solar out there when they're camping or working in the boonies. And when they get to a motel or they get home, they'll be plugging it into 240. So how much is 268 watt hours? Because I know many of you are thinking in amp hours because you're locked on planet 12 volt, okay? Watt hours is just amp hours times volts. So if you're locked in planet 12 volt, just multiply the amp hours of the battery by 12 and you get the watt hours of the battery and you can compare it to the 268 watt hours here. But as a practical matter, I did some rough calculations, okay? Three and a half laptop recharges and you can use the high powered USB-C port there, 100 watts. So that'll recharge your laptop pretty quickly. And that's pretty powerful now that I think about it. 100 watts coming out of USB, so there you go. The other ones are substantially less powerful than that there, are 15 watts standard USB-A type ports, okay? Your 268 watt hours is also like 25 recharges on your mobile, all right? You could run 25 watts of LED lighting, which is pretty bright around a campsite. 25 watts is a lot in the domain of LEDs for about 10 hours and that'd be enough for one night of camping at about 10 hours if you really do want to banish the dark okay but you could probably get away with five to ten watts of led lighting for most camping it'd be more palatable and you could do that for days on end with a box like this especially if you plug in the solar or trickle charge it from your 12 volt you could do that as well right 12 volt DC in the car, obviously. It's also, as discussed, about three recharges for a five amp hour, 18 volt power tool, okay? And you just get the charger that came with the batteries and you plug it straight into the 240 and do it like that, okay? Another nice little feature is this light here, okay? So if you're packing up after dark, that's pretty handy. You can make it even brighter. And then I suppose if the wheels fall off something in the worst possible way and you need to signal a helicopter. It's got built-in SOS functionality, but hopefully, dude, it won't come for that. I think the light is pretty useful, but the SOS is a bit of a gimmick, but there. And you can see as well that the graphic user interface in this baby is next level. It's much better than the graphic user interface on the EB55. Obviously, this is the latest generation box, and the dudes in R&D don't get paid to make anything worse. 
for the next generation, right? So good on them. It's better. You can also use a Bluetti app from your phone to control all of this within about 10 meters by Bluetooth. So hypothetically, you could have your LED strung up around your campsite and you could walk into your tent with your phone. And when you're happy that it's all secure and you're good to go, you could just go power down and 9-9. 600 watts max. Okay, this is going to matter if mainly from using the 240, but also you can use all of these outlets at once, subject to not overloading the device. So you could have your phone on top, right? You could have a couple of USB devices plugged in here. You could be charging your laptop up, plug in the 240, switch something on, and all of a sudden, if you go over the 600 watts, the unit will trip. Or if the thing that you just turned on surges and you go over 1200 watts briefly because it's surge protected at 1200 and steady state at 600, it'll trip. Obviously, if you do trip the unit, that's no big deal. You can just unplug some stuff and hit reset and go again. But do unplug some additional components before resetting and going again. Otherwise, you'll just be in the same predicament you were over and over, and it'll just be Groundhog Day with electrical engineering, and you don't want that, dude. Now, you can pump 200 watts of solar into this while you are doing whatever with it. Okay. There's also a smaller solar array, the PV120, which you can plug in, and it'll deliver 120 watts of solar on a bright day. Okay. Well, what this means is you can have your battery charger plugged in, recharging a couple of batteries, and at the same time, you can be recharging your laptop and the solar can be charging it. So you don't have to separate those two modes of operation. You can recharge while you are using it, which is pretty useful as well. And it extends the durability of the unit beyond the 268 watt hours, because if you're pulling... 200 out of it and putting 200 into it, the state of charge will not diminish over time. So you might do that during the day and then you'll have a full EB3A for camping overnight kind of thing. I note that Ford and Toyota made a pretty big deal out of having a fairly mediocre inverter in the Ranger and the Hilux, okay? 150 watts in each case, I think. Now, the inverter in this baby is four times bigger, so the unit itself is capable of doing a great deal more work in 240 volt mode than the standard inverter in Ranger and Hilux. But the other thing about it, dude, is it's like, it's portable, okay? It's two finger portable. It weighs 10.1 pounds or something in the old money, which is like four and a half kilos. So you can carry it basically anywhere and it is child's play to move from vehicle to vehicle so maybe you've got your ute set up as your office okay for day-to-day -day, monday to friday stuff and maybe you've got a four-wheel drive vehicle that you use for adventuring at the weekends well it's dead easy to move your 600 watt inverter from vehicle to vehicle and even onto a boat or something when it's this small and if the capacity can accommodate your digital life, then to my way of thinking, this is just a much better solution than anything that you wire into the vehicle. Because I don't know about you, but if I can get away without drilling all these holes in my vehicle to fit something, I'm going to get away without doing that. A, it looks terrible if you unbolt all that crap that you formerly painstakingly installed. The next prospective owner looks at it and goes, this guy's been a complete butcher. I'm going to run 100 miles away from this car. Or you leave it in place and you kind of wave goodbye to 
thousands of dollars worth of hardware that you've basically just given away for a song. Whereas something like this, it's child's play to move from vehicle to vehicle. And if you flog it and it reaches the end of its life and it fails, all you've got to do to get rid of it is you pick it up, you dispose of it responsibly, you buy the latest generation equivalent, and you put it back. And that is just the most elegant solution if you can get away with it. I mean, obviously some things need to be fitted. You can't do that with a bull bar, but you certainly can do it with devices of this nature, which is beautiful. Now, finally, I just want to let you know exactly what I've found the EB3A most useful for for me. And it orbits the fat cave, right? Like you're used to seeing the fat cave and I go to great lengths to make it look a lot less crap than it really is, okay? It's just like your double garage or your shed, okay? And like many garages and sheds out there, it's a workshop and it's a gym, okay? I've just added a third piece of functionality, which is ghetto television studio, all right? And the thing with all of these modes of operation is you've got to reduce all of the barriers to usage, okay? By this, I mean, if you've got a workshop and it's all set up and the main things that you do, you've got a drop saw and it's just good to go. You haven't got to clear things away. It's just, you need to cut up this bit of wood. You'd come down, you get the bit of wood, you mark it off, and you just cut it up because everything's ready, okay? You've removed a barrier to usage. Same thing with the gym, dude. It's got to be good to go, all right? And that just means that you come down, you put your shoes on, and all you've got to do is suck it up like a big boy and prepare to feel pathetic and have your soul sucked out and your will to live just eviscerated. The real virtue of working out. Filming is like that. It's a bit of a bastard of a process. It's long-winded and a lot of things can go wrong. So the best thing to do is to leave everything set up to the extent that you can so that you just come down here when you're ready to do it and you turn everything on and you go, okay? I've got a camera locked off over in the other wing with a prompter in front of it and a whole bunch of lights set up there. So I come down, I turn everything on and I go. And a lot of those devices like the microphone and the tablet and the battery charging and all of that stuff, I can move it all over here to where I've got a charging station, but why don't I just move the power supply to the location? It's a whole lot easier just to deal with all of this stuff in situ, on location, rather than pull it all down so you can recharge it, just so you can set it all back up again to get to square one to roll a camera and go. So the EB3A solves a problem for me, and maybe it can solve a similar kind of problem for you. If not, no harm done, dude, but there's a link in the description if you're interested, and I will catch you on the next one.